We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It was a busy Friday in Baltimore as the Ravens signed running back Melvin Gordon and they'll reportedly host free agent outside linebacker Kyle Van Noy for an official visit. So what does Gordon signing mean for the state of Baltimore's running back room? And how come there isn't any more buzz surrounding Dewan Smoot, who was originally scheduled for a visit this week as we covered last week? I'm Sarah Ellison alongside Bobby Trossett. It is Monday, July 24th. And this is your morning Ravens update from inside the vault. So being that it's officially training camp week in Baltimore, we're going to run you through the list of players set to start on PUP, the physically unable to perform list. And that's including a status update on wide receiver Rashad Bateman. Plus how OBJ is already getting involved in the local community and some movement on the Marcus Peters free agency front. Yeah, we have all that more coming up. Thanks for waking up with the Morning Vault, where you get the most important Ravens news and our opinions in about 30 minutes. First and foremost, we've made it. Training camp is here. All veterans are reporting this week, and the entire Ravens organization is going to be back at one winning drive to officially kick off the 2023 season, partner. Hard to believe. It was an insane offseason, but we're moving forward now. And being that camp is here, I don't think this guy's just going to be a camp body per se, but on Friday, a little Friday news dump came in and that was the signing of running back Melvin Gordon. What was your initial reaction to that coming down? I I didn't have a big reaction. I felt like, uh, or I know the rest of Ravens Twitter did, but for weeks it has been predicted that the Ravens would sign another veteran running back to go along with some of these undrafted guys and Justice Hill, who will, you know, all be in there because I just felt like there was no way, regardless of their health status, I think that both Gus Edwards and JK, uh, even if they were 100% healthy, I just feel like the Ravens weren't going to throw them in. So if you're going to do that, but you don't, and you have all these undrafted rookies, you do need a veteran in there. And so I felt like Melvin Gordon was the is is a perfectly fine guy to do that. Now I think what threw people off was Adam Schefter's report because he said that Melvin Gordon was going to make up to three point one million, and a lot of times people don't know what the up to means. Bobby, that could very well just be the veteran minimum, 
And then if he actually, you know, if somebody gets hurt and then he actually plays and plays a lot, then yeah, then he might be worth 3.1 million. But I guarantee he would have to hit a lot of standards, like including snaps and touchdowns and yards and all that kind of stuff. So we don't know how much he's actually going to be paid. And to be honest, I don't think that he's a roster lock at this point, because if JK and Gus Edwards are basically healthy and you've got Justice Hill, I could see Melvin Gordon being maybe a practice squad guy because that's how he ended last year with the Kansas City Chiefs. I'm sure that contract is is probably, you know, there's benchmarks in place incentive wise. And if he ends up playing and God forbid there's some sort of injury to your point and he's able to hit those benchmarks, then yeah, to, to Schefter's original tweet, maybe he does end up getting to that number. Let's hope that's not the case. And our girl, Josina Anderson tweeted out uh, before the weekend that her understanding is that both JK Dobbins and Gus Edwards are currently expected to be full speed. And she says the signing of Melvin is just to add another talented player to the roster. Now he has had some issues in the ball security department in recent years over his last three seasons. He's amassed over 500 carries, by the way, just in terms of sample size here, he's fumbled 12 times and he's averaging 4.2 yards per carry. So not a crazy number. I mean, just to kind of compare Gus has 501 career carries and he's averaging 5.2 yards per carry. And he just has four career fumbles. So there is a little bit of a difference there for sure. And we know Harbs is going to have a short leash on him if Melvin ends up playing because he is not a fumble guy. He is a ball security guy. But I guess my first reaction to this, and we had a quick text about it on Friday, I essentially asked you, uh, gut reaction, do you think that a potential, even though he's reported, but given what happened during mandatory minicamp, and, and it was described to us as a Holden, according to Ian Rappaport, do you think that a similar type of situation, especially knowing that there was a running back sort of committee that was put together this past weekend for a Zoom call, according to, to Dove Kleiman, uh, many running backs kind of got together virtually to talk about what's taken place in the market over this offseason, and, and they want to figure out a plan moving forward. doesn't look like there's anything that concrete came from that, but being that J.K. was involved in that, could you see a scenario of the front office knowing that that some sort of activity from JK could be coming throughout camp and the Gordon signing could be a, a direct correlation with that. I, I need to understand your question better. Do I think that Gordon is a direct correlation to a potential Holden or JK's injury? I, I'm, I'm operating under the assumption that JK, like Joe Cena said, is a full go. So I guess to be more clear, do you think that this could be, again, not a holdout per se, but JK, especially given what the conversations that could be taking place behind closed doors right now among these, these running backs around the league, do you think that they could be bracing for something in terms of a lack of involvement throughout camp from JK? If JK's really holding in, are, are people suggesting that the Ravens are helping him hold in by putting him on the PUP list? Make that make sense. Like if he's healthy... Who suggested well, that? Well, you kind of are in a roundabout way, but I don't think you realize it. And, and many others. So what I'm saying is, if there's a hold-in, they're not putting him on the PUP because he's going to hold in. I guess that's what I'm saying. Like, everybody's like, okay, so, so first the Melvin Gordon signing comes in. Everybody's like, okay, is there a hold-in? I put out a long tweet 
that says, I guess he can hold in during training camp, I guess, but he's not, he cannot hold in during the season. And I texted that to you too. That would kill his market. Running backs are already not getting paid. The path to getting paid is not having two injury marred seasons and then holding in or holding out or whatever you want to do the third season. He has to play and he has to play well if he even wants to have the quote-unquote problem that Saquon Barkley and some of the others are having. Saquon balled out, okay? So so that's why he has this problem of like not getting more than what he thinks is deserved. And I think the Giants uh, offered him somewhere close to $10 million, something like that a year. So, so then I put that tweet out and then, then it gets discovered that, that Dobbins is on the PUP. So then people are like, Oh no, he's definitely holding in. Cause it's been two years. Well, why would the Ravens put him on PUP if he's 100% healthy and they're not taking a cautious approach? That's what I think is happening. I think they're taking a cautious approach. So plenty of people thought, okay, well, now that he's on PUP, that's for sure a hold in because it's been two years. But then that would just be the Ravens helping him hold in. So I think what's happening is they're just taking a cautious approach with a running back who got hurt when they played him in the preseason, and they're just going to slowly, slowly move him in. So let me backtrack. Maybe you aren't implying that, but that's what I kind of got from a lot of tweets. It's like, oh, for sure he's holding in when the PUP list came out. And I'm like, that doesn't make sense, though. That Like, make that make sense. No, the Ravens no. aren't going to give him a helping hand with that. So either he's injured or he's healthy. I think he's close to 100, and I think they're going to take a cautious approach. If he holds in, that's independent on which one of these lists he's on. Sure, sure. I, I think that that synopsis would match up with the way that Harbaugh handled his his media obligations during minicamp. Remember mm -hmm. when Jeff Zarebek tweeted that JK was dealing with a soft tissue setback, and that's kind of what at one point throughout – minicamp until we figured out about the holding and whatnot. That's what we thought was sidelining him. But then Harbs got up at the podium and kind of said, you know, he, he, it was, there was a little bit of mixed messaging from, from yeah. my, you know, from my understanding there. So I guess that would match up with it, but no, I'm certainly not implying that, uh, yeah. Yeah. He's at the top of the PUP list. That's, that's the reality of it. I just, I'm conf I'm a little bit confused coming off the mandatory minicamp media sessions from Harbaugh, it really yeah. seemed like they were not on the same page. And that's kind of what I'm getting. No, I, I totally agree with that. So coming coming out of minicamp with, with them seemingly not on the same page, I think that more than anything gives credence into like a potential hold-in. But again, he can only do it for so long or he's going to ruin himself in, in his chances of getting paid. And so I do think that Harbaugh will probably at po be, be at podium. I think he usually goes up even the day before camp. I can't remember. But whether it's Tuesday or Wednesday or Monday, that is going to be one of the questions for Harbaugh for sure. Oh, absolutely. So, again, this will not be the last time we address this topic, and it'll probably be the biggest topic heading into training camp later this week. Last week, we heard about Dewan Smoot, the free agent defensive end who the Ravens were reportedly set to host this week that visit will be no longer he is re-signing with the Jacksonville Jaguars but also on Friday we found out through some various reports that Kyle Van Noy like you mentioned at the top free agent outside linebacker he's going to be brought in for a visit this week he's won a couple Super Bowl titles with the Patriots he was last with the Chargers in 2022 last season 
Guy's got a ton of productivity over his years in the NFL. He's a veteran now. He is 32. He'll turn 33 next March. Uh, but this is something that was – it's funny. We just mentioned this last week during this whole running back conversation, right? We shared Robert Griffin III's proposal for where he thinks that you know the league should take the, 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 the running back issue. And Kyle and him were going back and forth on Twitter, and now the Ravens are having him in for a visit. <laughs> yeah. Well, and this is this one's interesting because now we we hear about Vanoy is like immediately after we find out that Smoot went elsewhere. So that's interesting. So knowing that they have flirted with Smoot and now Vanoy, and we haven't heard from Houston, I'm not ruling out Houston yet, but it seems to me they're exploring things outside of Houston. I, I, you know, I don't know that they're 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 doing both. So here's here's the difference between bringing in a Vanoy versus a Houston. Vanoy is more of a Sam outside linebacker, so he's more of a Tyus Bowser. These guys are like kind of do everything. You you can drop back in coverage. You can rush. You're just like a really balanced overall outside linebacker. And then with Vanoy, he can also actually play. Uh, inside linebacker, a little bit off ball. There's nobody right now, and there hasn't been, who can play the Sam outside linebacker role, at least at a high level, outside of Tyus. So bringing in Van Noy, you actually get some depth there if they sign him. Now, your rush outside linebackers, you've got, obviously, Ojabo. Then you've got Odafe, who Odafe had to play a little bit of that Sam. But if you brought in Van Noy, now you're able to keep Odafe keep him at rush outside linebacker. And then the Ravens just got Tavius, Tavius Robinson. Robinson. Yep. Yeah. So, so the thing is, is if you bring in Houston, you've now got four rush outside linebackers to the one with Tyus. And by the way, we're about to get to the injuries. Tyus is one that I'm very interested in, but we'll get to that in a minute. So you'd have one Sam and then four rush. And then you could kind of get the rush guys to do some of the Sam things. That's if you bring in Houston. But then you have a more, you know, rounded out group if you have Van Noy and Tyus and then Ojabo Odafe and Tavius. So Houston will bring you more sacks. He had nine last year, nine and a half. Van Noy has had five in each of his last four seasons, but again, he can do everything. So so you'd have a more balanced outside linebacker room with Van Noy. You'd have more insurance with Houston, but if you feel really good about Ojabo and Odafe, but also nervous about Tyus, who's been dealing with the knee, then you want to bring in Vanoy. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. 
Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And you're bringing in a winner, right? Yeah. He's a winner. Yeah. He's a straight up winner. So I know he's 32, but, but he's a winner and that says something. So that was sort of Friday um, in terms of movement, interest, a signing, a visit, a fall through, right? With, with Smoot re-signing with Jacksonville. Also on Friday, to go to your tweet <laughs> here, the Ravens announced a bunch of different transactions heading into training camp. We've already mentioned a couple of them. Tyus Bowser was placed on the non-football injury list, which we will learn more about later this week. And on the PUP list, which is the physically unable to perform list, of course, it's headlined by J.K. Dobbins. Patrick Ricard is on that list with off-season hip surgery. Pepe Williams, Rashad Nichols, and Mike Thomas round out that list. We did learn on Friday that the reserve did not report list Included Rashad Bateman, but since then, he's been activated. He's ready to roll. What do you want to talk about from that list specifically? All right. Well, first of all, I want to say this, generally speaking, is a really nice list. <laughs> really nice list. Compared to last because, year, real quick. you know. Uh, yeah, yeah. compared to last year. It looked like a full uh, football team. Seriously. And they were like all your starters. I mean, Nichols isn't going to start. Thomas isn't going to start. Bateman has since reported, so we don't even count him on the list. Pepe Williams, now his injury is undisclosed. I don't know. He didn't, and he didn't practice during mandatory minicamp. So that one I don't know about. But Jalen Armour Davis was not on this list. Gus Edwards was not on this list. I also thought once Rashad did report, I thought maybe once he did, they would move him from the reserve did not report list to maybe the PUP. But they didn't do that. So that means Bateman is not on this list unless something changes after this, but they did not move him from one list to the other. They activated him. Then if J.K. Dobbins, if 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 um Josina is correct and he's good to go, then that means my then my theory that gives more credence to my theory that they're just being cautious with him, but is mostly healthy. So then that's good. So that really just leaves you Patrick Ricard, who is coming off of hip surgery. No Ronnie, no Kyle Hamilton, who had a minor procedure earlier this offseason, which we talked about. So, yeah, this compared to last year, this is night and day. Sunshines and rainbows. Yeah, sunshine and rainbows, but the only thing I would say for sure, sunshine and rainbows, the only thing that's making me nervous is this Tyus Bowser stuff. Now, this may not be much, but here's – I definitely want answers to this. I'm sure Harbaugh will be asked. Remember, nobody knew anything – like there was no reason for Tyus Bowser to not be practicing during minicamp. And then he said, Har- so they asked Harbaugh, Harbaugh said he had a, a knee flare up. Well, now he's on the, the non-football injury list. So that means, that typically means it didn't happen while working out with the Ravens. So something may have happened outside of football. Now, sometimes it means like uh, Ojabo was on that list last year, but that didn't happen with the Ravens. It happened, but we knew where it happened. It happened at his pro day. 
So, so stuff like that. So something may have happened away from the Ravens. Then all of a sudden you're getting Van Noy. So I don't know if they're just doing that because you want to have more balance, like I explained, or if there's something more serious with Tyus. A knee flare-up, would that put him on that list if he just had a flare-up of several weeks ago that prevented him from minicamp? So I'm very interested to see if there's anything more serious there. But outside of that, it's a really nice list to have. Okay, let's shift gears to the Mount Rushmore conversation. <laughs> Ravens Productions recently put out this exercise where several players were asked for their Mount Rushmore, all-time Baltimore Ravens um, throughout the franchise's existence. So I guess we should probably start with you as the former employee, <laughs> and I will react to that and also give you mine. So who are your four? Well, first of all, as you if you watch the video, the players were having a tough, tough time coming up with four. And you know what? The more years that the Ravens are existence, the the tougher it's going to get. So yeah, I thought it'd be fun if we just joined in this conversation and and uh, gave our list. So first of all, I want to give this this uh, caveat for my Mount Rushmore. I'm doing Mount Rushmore players. I'm not going to include front office or coaches because if I did, I feel like Ozzy would have to be a part of it, a big part of it. And maybe even Harbaugh would have to be in the discussion. So this is players only. Okay. Easy ones for me are Ray and Ed. Very easy. Okay. So then one that I feel like has to be in there, but not everybody has him in there. I feel like Joe Flacco has to be in there. Oh, wow. Because I feel like the Ravens would not have gotten their second Super Bowl ring without Joe Flacco. Whereas like the first Super Bowl ring, I don't think that was the case. With Dil with Dilfer. And so like that year with Dilfer, the 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 defense was literally historic. Whereas like the year of Joe, I'm pretty sure the defense ranked like number 15 that year. And yeah, they went through a lot of injuries, but he was beating Joe Manta- Montana. I think he had like 14 touchdowns to was it one interception, zero, something crazy like that. I mean, he went on a historic postseason run. And so I feel like I have to put Joe in there until somebody else can come along and knock him off from that. So that leaves me for my fourth spot. I feel like I'm choosing between J.O., Lamar, Suggs, and Yonda. Uh, Lamar, I think, eventually is going to be on this Mount Rushmore. He's into his second contract, so he may be pushing somebody off. I'm not going to do it just yet. To me, it comes down to J.O. and Suggs. J.O.'s a Hall of Famer. Sugg's a potential future Hall of Famer. I don't know why, because I have... This is not one of those, hey, you're young and you didn't watch J.O. I knew J.O. I covered J.O. Hung, you know, interviewed J.O. One of the best le- left tackles in the history of football. But I'm going to go with Suggs just because I think this is also a Rushmore. Not only do I feel like he did a lot from that linebacker position and rushing the passer, I just feel like he, he was like a a Ray type figure in terms of like just like the culture and people loving him and being this popularity and the, and his Suggs versus Roethlisberger and Suggs versus some of the best quarterbacks. So Suggs, when he would go on TV shows and, and, and debate Skip Bayless, I just feel like he had such an impact as a face of the franchise versus J.O. that I'm giving him the edge. So what about you? Okay. So the shoe ins are obviously Ray and Ed. I'm going to go with Jonathan Ogden as my third and Suggs as, as my fourth. I'm looking at overall body of work rather than just an absolute 
heater after heater in the month of January. That is no disrespect to, to five whatsoever, but I'm looking at full seasons, full overall careers yeah. rather than rather than postseason. I think that's it's as simple as that. Joe is obviously um, going to be a ring of honor figure, right? By the way, have you seen or heard anything about his status for this upcoming season? I think he's just a free agent. He hasn't officially fri- uh, re- uh, retired. Uh, let me look it up while you talk here. Yeah, you got to think that that we're no. He's a free agent. Time where free agent. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Has not retired, and you got to think at this point with training camp coming up, he's probably working out. He's probably gearing up for any potential injuries to come, unless he's potentially going to announce his retirement at some point before the season. But knowing him and knowing how many kids the Flacco's have, hey, keep keep the best job and all professional sports coming if you can right backup quarterback why not but anyway ray ed uh suggs and jo is my four all right all right i respect that i think that's i think that's fair you're taking a body of work i just i just want the super bowl so that's why i give it give it to joe so anyway we'll just before we dive into quick hits yeah you know honorable mention and then some is obviously marshall yonda are you kidding me yeah this guy was the epitome of grit. And when you see the play like a Raven sign, you can't not think of Marshall Yonda. So yeah, it goes no, I'm glad, saying. yeah, I'm glad that you, I mean, I mentioned him quickly, but I didn't go deep enough into him yeah. into, into explaining right. why he's there, but yeah, also a Just hall of fame. Repeat, kind of guy. You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Glad, glad you did that. So, all right. So we'll, we'll get some quick hits here and then we'll wrap up. So Odell Beckham jr. As we mentioned, he is definitely making, you know, putting his stamp here in Baltimore over the weekend, he did a football camp at Gilman in in Baltimore. Uh, there's some videos circulating with that. I believe he brought in like 25 military families. So, you know, he's already got that all set up at a historic school that everybody knows in Baltimore just a few months after signing. And by the way, if Rashad Bateman and Zay Flowers and OBJ, oh my, we might for the first time get them all on the same field at the same time this week. Looking forward to that. Uh, elsewhere, Marcus Peters, the news there is that he's not only visiting for the second time, the Raiders, but he's going to be working out with them on Monday. Feels like an inevitability that he will be signing there, which will break my heart. Uh, but we wish I was him for that. Yeah. Yeah. But we will wish him the best outside of when he's playing the Ravens. And then finally, I believe we have the final Madden ratings. I think these are the final ones. We've got the quarterbacks came in Lamar Jackson. Came in at number four among all quarterbacks with the 91 overall rating. And then, of course, LJ had the most likable response to that. He's like, well, I'm just going to switch it to 99 when I get the games when I play. <laughs> so, so, but he's number four with the 91 overall rating. Roquan Smith, he came in at number two among inside linebackers. He has a uh, 92 overall rating. And then Justin Tucker, of course, he came in as the number one kicker with a 91 overall rating so just to recap all the ravens that came in to the 90 plus club we got mark andrews at 95 marlon humphrey 93 justin tucker 91 lamar jackson 91 roquan smith 92 and then ronnie stanley at 90 should you care about this stuff you know (laughs) madden ratings preseason ratings oh my gosh it's that time of year but but hey people do care and literally before we started recording this, I saw the ESPN countdown crew doing like a special 
airing a special on the Madden ratings. I'm like, okay. And actually, you said this. You, you kind of insinuated it last week, I think, that you thought that I played Madden. No, no, Ooh. no, 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 no. Did you play as a kid, though? As a kid, I did. But okay. if I'm if I'm nearing 30 and playing Madden, I'm sorry. With all due respect to the gamers out there, the gamer community, <laughs> come check me. Okay, come check me. That's not me. I, I just don't have enough time for that. Now, I did just start watching the quarterback film, the Netflix series. Oh, that's on my super- list. Oh my gosh, you have got to, I'm telling you, anybody who does not like, and this is just one of the many takeaways, anyone who criticizes or just doesn't like Kirk Cousins should go and watch this film. That's he what I've heard. An That's awesome, what, yeah. awesome family man, a great dude, committed man of faith. You would love that. You, I, I can't wait to to trade takeaways with you when you do end up watching it. We should honestly do a segment on it because the access that these players, Marcus Mariota, Mahomes, and Kirk, give Netflix is second to none. This is like unprecedented stuff. They had cameras with them all throughout last year through the trials and tribulations, the peaks and valleys of a football season. It was really something. Obviously, Patrick's ended in glory. Mariota's ended with him not even being the starting quarterback, and Kirk's was heartbreaking the playoffs. So it's really, really good. And honestly, I commend those guys because having cameras – on you essentially throughout an entire season, which they already do on a daily basis as it is. Uh, but then it, for a doc film, it's, it's pretty cool. So go check that out. If you haven't already some housekeeping before we jump as well, obviously we're gearing up on training camp. We will be live the night of opening day, essentially for, for open training camp on July 26th. So be on the lookout for some live stream information. We're aiming for around seven o'clock Eastern on Wednesday, the 26th. Go check out one of our interviews from over the weekend with rookie tackle Big Sala, as he likes to fondly refer to himself as, or Sala the Beast, or I don't know, Sala the Mauler. We had like 15 different nicknames, Sarah. Which Sala one did you the like? Mala. I Sala the Mala. That's what I like. Oh, see, I like Mauler, though, because he's mauling guys, but we'll go but with whatever. That's what it means, though. It's like Mauler, but you're just taking off the ER and saying Mala oh, to match no. Sala. Oh, I got you. Okay. Yeah. I'm a little slow over here today, but, <laughs> but perfect. Go check that out if you haven't already. And we wanted to shout out, as always, a few of our returning patrons who are supporting our YouTube efforts, our audio only shows, and everything we do here inside the vault. So, Lisa Schaffner and Lisa and Bryant Mason, we appreciate all three of you guys for believing in what we're building. And if you're interested in doing the same, you can do so by checking out what we're offering on patreon.com forward slash Ravens vault podcast. So for my co-host, Sarah Ellison, I'm signing off. I'm Bobby Trossett from this Monday morning edition here inside the vault. Busy week, lots going on, and we are gearing up and inching closer and closer to the start of the 2023 season. Thanks for being with us. (laughs) 